we call our gathering satsang. We, that's what we call this coming together, which is really just a, a fancy Sanskrit word for saying invitation to freedom. Because satsang is, um, it's coming together with the knowledge and understanding that we have a possibility that exists within us that is um, deeper or closer than what we've been taught about what life is for. So the very significance of our gathering has to do with coming together in the mutual recognition, the mutual acknowledgement that we're here for something more than what our ordinary life stream moves us toward, be it uh, achievements or money or relationships or status, whatever it is that our life moves us toward, there's something more. And that's what brings us together is <clears throat> on some level, I assume actually that our coming together, that that is either something known in you or something that isn't known in you, but still driving you. Because otherwise it doesn't make sense for us to be here. Otherwise, it would make more sense to be out doing something else that would be a part of fulfilling whatever it is we want, be it success, status, power, recognition, money, things, experiences, whatever. So for whatever reason, rationally or irrationally, we are here gathered for the mutual intention to know, to discover, to experience what's possible within us. Today, we're calling that freedom. You know, just as easily, we could call it joy. We could call it love. We could call it peace. We could call it enlightenment. God-realization, self-realization, any number of phrases that we could put to it. But freedom, in a sense, uh, is a taste of the immensity that is available within us. It's kind of an irony that we go about knowingly or unknowingly saying we want freedom. And at the same time, if we look at our life actions and perceptions, we're terrified of it. We're both craving it and scared to death of it. And of course, that, that brings a lot of turmoil into our experience that we're craving something so deeply and at the same time we're forming a kind of resistance to it, right? So there's always, in the human being, there's always some kind of dissonance, some kind of split between the part of me that wants freedom and the part of me that's scared of it. And those two tend to go to war with each other, you know? And it tends to be that we find very good reasons not to be free. One of the most elaborate reasons we find not to be free is when we fail to establish the conditions or circumstances that we have made to define our freedom. Right? Because what we do, what we tend to do, what our mind tends to do, is it tends to create a formula that says, 
I will feel free when fill in the blank. So there's always a, a prescription involved for whatever way I need to rearrange my conditions, my circumstances, to bring about that state of freedom. And of course, our life energy is spent as, as busily and ardently as possible, creating those conditions and those circumstances, right? If I define for myself that freedom is the ability to go out and windsurf for three and a half hours a day, what will I do? I will do whatever I need to do to create three and a half hours a day to go out and windsurf, right? And what will my work be? When I'm working to create three and a half hours a day to windsurf, what will my what will what will be going on inside my being? Get done What's that? Get done Well, yeah. work, work, <laughs> work. I will be working toward freedom, and this is the message that you know we mutually support with each other: is that freedom requires a kind of work. You're going to have to put forth a kind of effort if you want to be free. Right? But that's only true if freedom comes with certain conditions and circumstances. Because when freedom doesn't come with a condition or a circumstance, you can see there's no work involved at all, which is actually freedom. So the thing that we're here to recognize about this question of freedom, this notion of freedom, is that it is exactly the opposite of what we're taught, which is that freedom comes with a cost that freedom comes with conditions, that freedom comes with having things a certain way, right? And what we don't realize, what's going on in us all the time that we don't see, is that, it is, that we are in the process of acquiring our freedom, we are a slave to our conditions. Right? So whatever conditions we create for ourselves to fulfill become the very trap that keeps us from being free. You see that? This condition-making, you could call it somewhat, let's call it normal. It's not natural, but it's normal. It normally happens in us, right? It's normal that we should do it, so there's nothing wrong with it. But if we, if we are sincerely interested in being free, we can see that creating conditions and circumstances for freedom goes against the thrust for freedom. It, it goes in exactly the opposite direction. Because always when there's a sense of freedom being tied to certain conditions or circumstances, right? then you either have freedom when those are present, you have freedom when those are present, and you don't have freedom when they're not, which makes you want them more. Right? But the, the very subtle thing that's going on in us that we don't perceive, that we don't see, is that all of that is bondage. There's a difference, and I, used, I described this difference in class. There's a difference between personal freedom and inner freedom. Personal freedom is according to circumstances and conditions. Personal freedom is, I have enough money to do what I want. I have enough time to go windsurf for my three and a half hours today. I can uh, go on vacation because I have freedom. Financial freedom, freedom of time, what have you. That's personal freedom. Of course, being Americans, we can all use more personal freedom, right? So it's natural that we want more personal freedom, that we want more time to enjoy life, more time to go on vacation, all of those things. 
We're not here to condemn that. But we are here to really clearly distinguish between personal freedom and inner freedom. Because if we don't understand the difference between personal freedom and inner freedom, what happens is you go about chasing personal freedom with the sense that it's leading to inner freedom. And as I've just described, that's a formula for disaster. Because chasing personal freedom doesn't give inner freedom. What it gives are conditions and circumstances that have to be fulfilled in order for you to feel free. Inner freedom is something that exists within any circumstance and any condition. It's what satsang is for. I don't want to just feel free for three and a half hours a day. I don't want to feel free just for two weeks a year when I'm on vacation. I don't want to feel free just when I can uh, get away from my kids and go spend some time in nature. I want to feel free 24 hours a day, all the time. Don't we want that? Who wants partial freedom here? Anybody? Anybody want like 50% freedom? Nobody. Nobody raises their hand, right? Now, if you're experiencing 25% personal freedom, 50% sounds pretty good. I get that, right? I get that. But if we're really telling the truth, we don't want part partial freedom, we want total freedom. And in order to experience that, in order to bring that about, in order to accept this invitation to freedom, we have to see that it's not a part of our condition-making mind. In other words, inner freedom, full, total inner freedom will never come about as a result of fulfilling external conditions or circumstances. If anything, it will, it will make it Less so, because if you get it, let's say you, you've, let's say you've worked for a year straight and you've really wanted to go on vacation. You finally get that vacation, two weeks off. You take two weeks off, you go on vacation, you get done with that vacation. What do you want to do? You want more of it. You want more of it. You want more of it. So now you're busy figuring out how this year I can t take another two-week vacation, right? And you get yourself very busy trying to fulfill those conditions. I'm going to need to make X amount of money. I'm going to need to do X number of hours at work. Whatever. What have you, right? And that's all very good. If you want to live your life that way, there's no problem in it. But it's not what we're here talking about, right? So understand that. That when we're talking about inner freedom, we're not talking about the fulfillment of conditions. So it's important to understand what your conditions are, right? Some of us, we don't even know what our conditions are. We don't feel free. And we want freedom, but we may not be aware of how we're actually creating the conditions for that freedom. So that's an important thing to identify. If you don't understand what your conditions are, that'll be your first line of work. To understand what my conditions are. How I have an equation set up that says this, this, and this equals inner freedom. Right? Then I can begin working with my equation. If I don't understand that equation, I don't really have anywhere to go yet. Because I'm not yet clear that I even have conditions for freedom. And one of the most tricky conditions of all, I mentioned this in the meditation, is the idea that freedom is going to feel a certain way. Right? It's like, yeah, I can give up all the external stuff. I can give up the notion that freedom is X number of hours to windsurf. I can give up this notion of freedom and this notion of freedom. But why don't I feel it? Why don't I feel it? Why don't I feel freedom? And I mentioned this in the meditation, because you're looking for freedom as a feeling. 
and freedom is not a feeling. Which makes it, of course, very complicated for our mind to understand. Right? Because we tend to associate freedom with feeling a certain way. But isn't that also a condition? How is that any different than I need two weeks a year to go on vacation? Or I need X number of hours to go play? How is that any different? We're just replacing the language with, now I need to feel this way. I need to feel this way in order to be free. So we have a certain feeling state that we recognize as freedom. And if we don't get it, we go have a beer, and then we feel it. You know? Or we go take a nap, or something. But the idea is, is that if we can actually become conscious, if we can actually become awake to this tendency to create conditions for our freedom, if we can actually see the prison walls, right? That's what I'm saying, is that our conditions are a prison, but we have decorated that prison so elaborately that it seems like a palace. This is why we're confused. So to look at the palace, to look at this construct in our mind and begin to see that it's actually a prison. Not that your activities or the things you enjoy are a prison, but the idea that you need them to fulfill this quest for freedom. That's a prison. By definition, freedom can have no condition. Freedom is the absence of conditions. It's the absence of anything necessary. So if we really want freedom, we also simultaneously want to be free of our tendency to make conditions. Are you following this? Mm -hmm. Now, there's a radical truth-telling that has to go on here. Because if you're more interested in fulfilling your conditions than you are freedom, you just have to be honest with yourself about that. Don't torture yourself telling yourself you want freedom when what you really want is to fulfill your conditions. That's important. There's nothing wrong with wanting to fulfill your conditions. Really. There's really, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not unspiritual or, or you know, delusional or anything like that that you hear in spirituality. But it's important that we're honest with ourselves because if you're pursuing those conditions and not experiencing freedom, there's a disconnect. You know? Something's not adding up. So if we can just be honest with ourselves, say to ourselves, I don't really want freedom. I just want more time to play. Then good. You go about, you create more time to play. Very simple. You know, It won't give you inner freedom, please understand that. But it will give you personal freedom. It will give you exactly what it's intended to give you, more time to play. Right? So... What, if we digest this conversation fully, what we're sort of getting at is that inner freedom has nothing to do with the external setting. It has nothing to do with any relationship we're involved with, any activity we're involved with, any kind of work we're doing. None of those things. In fact, though, my whole point in talking about inner freedom is that if you begin to know it and taste it and experience it, then the situations of your life may or may not change, but they will change in accordance with your inner freedom, not your sense of bondage. See, what most people get busy doing is they don't feel free in their life, so they try to rearrange the circumstances. 
you know. So now you have a prison that you take, you take the posters down and you take the paint off the walls, but then you paint it a new color and you put up new posters. So it looks different, but it's still a prison. So we're here either doing one of two things. We're accepting this invitation to freedom, to know what freedom really is, or we're being honest with ourselves about what it is we really want. You know? One of the ways that we can really clearly know that is if we say to ourselves, yes, I want freedom. I want inner freedom. Absolutely, I want it. And we don't feel it. If you don't feel it, there's, that's a sign. There's a clue in that, that there's something else you're wanting. And that something else, it's not a problem. It's just that it needs your recognition. Right? I don't want inner freedom. I want to feel a certain way. Those are two different things. I don't want inner freedom. I want more money. Those are two different things, right? I don't want inner freedom. I want recognition. Those are two different things. So at least we have that then. At least then we're honest with ourselves about what it is we truly want. And then from there we can evaluate, do I really want freedom or not? Any questions or uh, input at this point? Um, just a question about um, the experience of freedom. You know, at one point you were saying that freedom isn't a feeling. And also, if we're not feeling it, then that's a clue that we're wanting a condition. It's a paradox. It's one of these, like, the way that can be named is not the way <laughs> kind of thing. I don't, maybe not, I don't know. It's true that those two statements, I'm glad you're bringing this because I realized as I was saying it, the second one, that it was a paradox to what I had said before. And if, you, you know, if you're new to this setting, then just get used to it. There are paradoxes all over the place, right? If you expect me or, or anyone teaching this kind of thing to be consistent, you'll be terribly disappointed <laughs> because there's all kinds of paradoxes and contradictions within it. But <clears throat> one thing we can say about this is that the experience of freedom is uh, something that produces a feeling that is different than saying that freedom is a feeling. In other words, when you are in a state of freedom, you feel it. But it's not a feeling that you're pursuing. What I'm, this is difficult to understand. What I'm getting at is when you are free, there's a feeling state that issues out of it that is that is connected to it. But freedom itself is not a feeling. So when I say that when you look, when you say you want freedom, but you look inside yourself and you don't feel it, and what I'm saying is that you're looking for freedom as a feeling, but the feeling that you're wanting is actually a byproduct of freedom. Right? It's actually a, a consequence of being free. And there's almost no way to recognize this unless we taste freedom. That's the, that's the hardship here, is that there's nothing I can say to you to say, well, this is freedom. Because as soon as I say, if I said to you, feeling happy is freedom, then what would your mind do? You would try to get happy. You would be trying to feel, fulfill the condition of happy and in order to call that freedom, Right? But then I must come forward and tell you, but your freedom also exists in your sadness too. 
you're free to be happy and you're free to be sad, right? So freedom is a quality, you could say, that comes preceding feeling. It gives rise to feeling, but it's not feeling itself. The best thing I can call it is an inner state. It's not really a state either, because states change, right? State, you can, you can chase after a state. You can make a, a state into a goal, but freedom you can't make into a goal, because the very pursuit of freedom as a goal keeps you ensnared in a bondage. Are you with me? Okay. I know, I know this is not logical stuff. So the idea here is that if we're interested in freedom, we can recognize... See, when freedom is present, there's essentially nothing that we need to know about it. We feel it. We feel it. The best thing I think I can tell you is that you're free to be happy and you're free to be miserable. If you understand what I'm saying to you when I say that to you, you understand freedom. Right? If I say to you, you're free when you feel happy, I have just created a condition for you. Now, in one sense, you could look at this almost in a sort of ridiculous way and say, but that's absurd, Adi, I'm already free. To which I would say, yes, you are. <laughs> which then the question becomes, if you're already free, then what is it you're looking for? Because if you're looking for something still, this is getting to the second part of what we're talking about. If you're looking for something still, that looking is keeping you bound. It's keeping you looking for something. 